0: we are so happy you are here tuning in to Kentucky Wesleyan College Campus Ministries. In this podcast, we dive deeper into chapel topics while having real
1: conversations. Enjoy this week's recap.
2: Hello, and welcome to the Post Chapel Podcast here at Kentucky Wesleyan College Campus Ministries. Thank you for tuning in. I'm your host for this episode, Ben Humphrey, and I'm happy to be here alongside Logan Lake. Hello. And Logan Reed. What's going on, everyone? So each week, we get the chance to go a little deeper and break down our weekly chapel service, so let's get into it. So we've uh, just kicked off our series for chapel being the pillars of the Wesleyan Way, honor, support, integrity, and love. So with this week's chapel being focused on honor specifically from a biblical standpoint, um, I was asked to explain what honor looks like to the world versus what it looks like to God. And so... My first instinct was to look up a definition of honor, which is not in the Bible. The Bible does not mention that one time. It's it's given in stories. It's kind of like, okay, this is what honor looks like. And so what really came to mind immediately was the story that I went with of Saul and David, where Saul came into the cave where David and his men were hiding. Um, Saul was trying to hunt David down, and he was like, i got to go to the bathroom. So he goes to this cave, and David and his guys are hiding in there, and they're like, hey— like, that's Saul you can take him out right now and David just doesn't and what the reason that brought that came to my mind was because David still recognized who Saul was even though he was not honoring David he was doing something very dishonorable to him so uh as we went through
0: this, what stuck out to you guys the very um countercultural message that it gives of just honoring people who don't honor you it's easy to honor those who honor you uh, it's easy to love those who love you but you know when Jesus shares us, tells us to not only love our neighbors but also our enemies it's very um, you know we might agree with that and be like oh yeah that, yeah sure but when you're faced with that it's a a different ballgame, and David in that story uh he he was an example of that of honoring leadership even when that leadership and in this case his king um and the awkward thing was that David was going to be his successor and that's kind of this weird tension and Saul hates David for that and David is running and running and he's, he's running for over 10 years from him. And, uh, but he's still in that moment, gives him respect for who he is and for who God made him to be. Yeah. Despite of his character.
1: And I agree with a lot of what you're saying, Logan, because I I kind of felt the same message come across, but I found it for two different points of reasoning. So those two different points for me were uh, the specific detail that Saul... I'm gonna you, you can't see it, but I'm gonna use air quotes. Just so happened to be in the same cave as David and his men, and the second thing being is that honor in this def, in this story was presented to me in a different way. I'd never heard it before when I first listened to you explain it on Wednesday, Ben. And the reason I say those two things is because we, there's always these occurrences in the Bible. I feel like this is a very simple observation, but I'm gonna say it anyways because I want to contribute something to the conversation. Um, and that is simply the fact that like there's these occurrences in the Bible to where it just so happens to be like the situation. It just seems too perfect. But again, that goes with the idea that like God sets up these situations on purpose to test us and to say, Hey, I, this is a very obvious test for you. Basically not saying don't like do your best to not fail it because I'm putting this right in front of you. And this is something that, you know, I'm very much tempting you with, but at the same time, I know you're going to pass because you're my right. follower. Right.
2: And it's even David's soldiers, even like, look, the Lord brought your enemy to you.
1: Exactly. Right. And that kind of goes into a similar uh, thing of a, like people interpret how God's actions, certain ways, right. When truly we don't know the Lord's true intent with a lot of things, but we just have to have faith that it is to make us better and, you know, not turn us towards sin. So where I'm going with this is that like, that that situation was there but despite that david as you said decided to honor saul and show him the respect he is as he is as his king even though you know he's trying to kill him currently and trying to you know work on that awkward tension that they have like you know david's a successor and he hates him for that and so on and so forth well as soon as david comes out of the cave after cutting off the corner of his cloak but it says uh my lord my king Right. That is like the truest form of honor and respect that you can show someone that truly does not like you for various, like either for a very specific reason or very general reason. And honor to me has always been like, you know, you asked us before we started recording like, you know, what's the first thing you think of when you think of honor? And I was like, oh, the fourth commandment, because it's literally the one that says honor thy father and mother. Right. But like, what does that mean? Like, what, what is that? And you can. It doesn't say exactly say honor, but like the third commandment is remember the Sabbath by keeping it holy. And again, that's another way to show honor. Like what is honor? It's respect. It's reverence. It's the act of recognizing that there's something greater than you and you don't necessarily have to fit into it in order for it to be greater than you. And so it kind of just goes to show that. David had this immense amount of respect for Saul, despite the fact, despite the situation. And because of that, Saul eventually kind of turned, like did a whole 180 in the story as well, because of said respect, because he thought David hated him. He thought David wanted him dead and and so on and so forth. But that's not the truth at all. David was just scared for his life and Saul recognized that in himself and was like, okay, he showed me the respect. I'm going to show him the decency and respect that a, a fellow human deserves. So that was just kind of, you know a very eye-opening example of how honor can be reflected in day-to-day life and how it really should be, despite the fact that you know, we have our cliques and our friends, but we really should be, even though we may not like them and we may not you know, get along with them, we should always respect the people that God in this didn't necessarily intend for us to be around on a day-to-day basis.
2: Yeah, for sure. It's, uh, it's it's interesting that you bring up, you, you guys both brought up Saul had been chasing David for a long time, you know? Right. And it just seems like as soon as David was given the opportunity to, uh, to do to Saul what he planned to do to David, the fact that he didn't do it was like the thing that changed Saul's mind and changed Saul's heart. He was he was really taken aback by that and you can see that uh, after David's explanation of like what he could have done, he's like, "Look, you were in this cave. I cut off this corner of your cloak." And even that made David feel bad because even in some in a very small way that was still kind of an assault, quote unquote, on the king. Because it was it was like a threat almost. It could have been perceived as a threat, um, right? But David was like, "Look, I did this. It wasn't to hurt you. It wasn't to threaten you. I wasn't trying to be a jerk or whatever. This this was more to show my men that that is that the thing that you plan on doing, which is to kill me, I am not going to do that to you." And. When Saul saw that and he heard David's explanation, it was just like a complete, like you said, an immediate, like the switch flipped. Just like, David, is that you? And just, you just, it's like that moment in in any kind of TV show where it's just like, oh no. Right. Uh, like, 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 I have misunderstood the situation.
1: Right. And I can't tell how many times like I've, I've watched a TV show and that exact moment has happened and I'm just like, finally.
2: And it's like, it's really awkward and cringy, But at the same time, it makes you feel good. It's just so satisfying. Because you're like, that. yes. Because it's not you.
1: Exactly. Because I've been wanting this unity for a while. We finally have it. Yes, exactly.
2: <laughs> like, right. I know exactly how that feels. Exactly. So based on this story, so as we've gone through this, what does honor look like to you guys? Like, what, did, what would it look like in your
1: life? life to show honor to others. So I'll, I'll, field this one first. There, there you go there, buddy. Okay. <laughs> um, for me, it just, I kind of, this is kind of uh, going back to a conversation I had with Sean earlier this week and this, the idea that like God gives us certain skills and abilities in order to be able to, you know, truly, uh, utilize his word and spread his word and his message. Right. And I, I mentioned to Sean that I feel like one of those skills uh, that God gave me for my life was to be around people doesn't matter in what situation or what context was just to be around people and show them god's love as best as i possibly can so for me honor and respect looks like you know simply just having the decency to treat someone as your equal despite whatever other preconceptions you may have about them is that if you try if you try your best to do that And you try your best to just simply wave at someone say hi you know hold the door open for them or you just simply like say how was your day you know it's it's just simple things it's really the simple things is like for me is how i show honor because it's they have the sometimes the deepest impacts like you don't have to do anything overly complicated it's just simple logan i hope you're having a good day you know that could probably make his day for the rest of the day today i wouldn't know but again that's just the power that the simple things that god has given us can have
0: Sure, Logan Lake. What do you think? I mean, um, for me, it looks like you respect people in in their position. Whether uh, respect respect the person because of their position, you might not like the person, but um, but well, uh, I think it's. And something, and uh, I can't remember exactly where, but Paul says he says, um, "Be all thanks to all people, for the sake of
1: winning maybe one." Was that in Romans? Because we had talked a lot about Romans. Maybe as like, we talked a maybe. lot about I, Romans I, I, last semester, I cannot
0: remember exactly. But him saying, "Be all thanks to all people," and for the sake of maybe winning one, and or uh, he says for the sake of winning some. Yeah, and. Some people don't even care for that. Some people don't even well, uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go out of my way to it's not compromising. No, it's it's not being disingenuous, no, but not it's at all. but it is if I'm going to if I'm going to, you know, witness to a friend or whatever, um and they are I don't know. I'm just throwing stuff out there. If they're vegetarian and if you're listening to this and you you're are vegetarian, a vegetarian, this isn't a knock or anything. This is
1: more of a, this is a hypothetical this is situation. This is a, it's a hypothetical this is situation. You,
0: this is just a scenario. But if I meet with someone and I'm wanting to get to know them and witness to them a little bit and kind of build a relationship with them and they're vegetarian and we go out to a restaurant, I'm probably going to maybe not order something like, what I would typically order, like right? I, I see an exactly enormous where, burger exactly for a steak this. or something like that, and that's just one example of endless of just you respect that person, and and there are some things that are just not worth you know dying on that hill.
1: Hundred I, I percent. What exactly are you there for?
0: That. What are you there for? You're there to. Respect that person, honor that person, um, respect their position, even if you don't agree with it, Right, but you still respect it and you put aside what is natural of, no, I'm going to carry this flag of my position to my grave, and I'm not going to waver on that at all. It's fine. But what are we here for? We're here to love and honor people and show them the love of Jesus, but most people are like, yeah, that is secondary to upholding my position or mm-hmm. my particular opinion about something. Um, I'm like, no. I, th- I think it's interesting that
2: you guys uh, have still you're, – you're keeping these three words in regular rotation of love, respect, and honor. And uh, it's almost like honor is the result of respecting someone and showing them love at the same time. So mm-hmm. you, it's If you take the love out of the equation, sure, you'll respect them. But you're not going to honor them if you take the respect out of the equation. Well, then how are you even going to love them? So then you definitely can't honor them. Right. So it's these these three things all are necessary for that kind of relationship. Um. So it's these these three things all are necessary for that kind of relationship. So uh, one thing that we also talked about in chapel uh, regarding David was Jesus's command to love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Um, and we kind of see that in David where he, he never once retaliated against Saul. He, he showed him love by showing him mercy and gave, even to the point of giving himself up to Saul. Um, so, Again, like I said in chapel, we you know, we're not being chased by anyone with an army of three thousand. Who's just like that guy? That is the guy. Right. I got to get him. It may feel
1: like that sometimes. It may feel like that, but that's just that's just feeling. It's not actually happening. If it was actually happening, we'd have to, we'd have cause for concern.
2: Right. Exactly. <laughs> so we're, da- David's. Choosing not to fight Saul's hatred with, with hatred was an example of showing God's love and ex- and embodying this principle that Jesus was teaching long before Jesus um, became a man. So, as far as loving your enemies and praying for those who persecute you in the style of David, in the style of Jesus, what would that look like in our lives? And you hit us with a really
1: hard question.
2: You're welcome. It is first thing in the morning too.
1: <laughs> it is. It smells like coffee in here because I needed coffee and Logan's like, Ooh, I want a cup too. And I was like, I will happily make you a cup of coffee. So it smells like coffee in here now. Um, could you re- like, could you repeat the question? i will kind of rephrase it a little bit. Yeah. So, um,
2: so Jesus, like Jesus' command, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Right. Um, Again, you're not David, you're not being uh, pursued by an army, mm-hmm. but you, I'm, But surely at some point in your life, you've encountered somebody who maybe doesn't like you and may, maybe even be because of your faith. So what can you do in that instance of someone persecuting you or even say someone who considers himself
1: your enemy, how can you show them love? This may sound a little selfish, but roll, just roll with me on this for a second. So I've actually encountered that before. Um, I had an individual last year uh, during the fall semester who was like, "I hate Christians because yada yada yada, this that, like, and like all like the typical bad reasons that people list off as to why you know we're not the most holiest of people sometimes, right?" And he's got a point. Like there are people who are like that, and. Another person was like, Well, I'm offended the fact that you don't like, li-. like this is between two different people and I'm sitting there right in the middle. And I'm just kind of watching this and I like, I like stop them. I said, first off, don't hate each other just because you believe different things. So that's messed up. I said, you can't, you said you're, you're attacking, you can, you can attack values but you cannot attack the person for said values. Um, something that Dr. Gardner that uh, Logan and I both had before as a professor, he's a philosophy professor and he's one of the greatest professors I've ever had. He, we came up with this term this past year. It's like, ideas are worthy of contempt, not people. Don't get lost in the sauce. Don't get lost in the sauce. That's right. That is right. Give me some Logan. Give me some. (laughs) That's right. I coined that one, so I'm very proud of that
2: one. (laughs) You better trademark that, man.
1: (laughs) And so, basically, they they just started attacking each other for their values, which I was like, okay. Again, I don't mind having the discussion of ideas and values, because that's necessary in order for us to grow as people. And I'm pretty sure God wouldn't give us the ability to do that unless he wanted us to do that. But they were attacking each other as people. And I was like, well, I was like, that's, that's too far. I, expl- I looked at the person that had a problem with Christians and I said, I understand. I've, I recognized and honored their point of view because of their personal experiences. And I said, I recognize why you feel this way. Honestly, I don't blame you half the time because sometimes I'll look at other Christians and go, you do not represent what I believe. And that's, I feel like not saying that kind of, um, makes you feel like you're kind of just like putting your head in the sand and, you know, just living in your Mm -hmm. own little world. Like sometimes you gotta, you gotta call people out and be like, Hey, this is not what we were taught. You need to be better. Right. And Mm -hmm. again, I don't feel like God would not give us the ability to do that unless he didn't want to use it. Well, and
2: that's what Paul does that repeatedly. Exactly. In every, in every one of his letters, he's exactly. like, you guys are doing this thing that you were not called to do. That's an issue.
1: Exactly. Right. So I looked at him and said, I recognize and value your experience. However, I want to tell you, not everyone's like that. I said, you get along with me and I am a Christian, but you don't have, but like but I said, I get why you have problems with my beliefs and how other people use them. I said, don't have a problem with me because I don't do that. And I know many, many people either on this campus or in this community or even across the country that are the same exact way. It's kind of another idea that we discussed in Gardner's class, which is extremists will control a situation because they're extremists. People who are kind of stuck towards the middle let it happen because we're afraid to actually rock the boat because we're afraid to become the said extremists, if that kind of makes sense. Right. And then I looked at the other person, the Christian who was having, a, who felt attacked, and I said, you need to understand that. Despite the fact that you think you're a God walking Christian and follow God's light as best as possible. There are others who don't. And even then you slip up sometimes, too. And the fact that you can't recognize that means you need to become more introspect. Like I was trying to mediate and have them compromise on. You both have valid points. However, this is this is the reality of the situation. And so. Again, it sometimes and it just feels like that, you know, you feel persecuted sometimes either for your belief It doesn't even have to even be for your beliefs It could be for how you dress it could be for who just who you are simply and the idea becomes down to is that Sometimes it is worth it to say something Sometimes you need to say something Mm -hmm. Because the injustice is just too big other times if it's personal and petty sometimes it's better just to not and again, there's multiple instances in the Bible. I can't really think of a specific example, but there's multiple instances. Oh, actually, David and Saul's perfect. David could have said something against Saul for the fact that he's been hunting him for so oh, long. Easily, and he didn't. Right? Again, this one. again. I would consider that like a big thing. I'd be like, yeah. Yo, know, Saul. <laughs> I'm kind of like, this has messed me up a little bit. I'm not going to lie.
2: If David had said, that's not cool, bro. Nobody would have named him for that. Nobody. But, but he f-
1: didn't even do that. Exactly. Right. So if, if David can live with the fact that he was hunted for so long, you can live with the fact that somebody doesn't like you because you wear your hair differently. Like comparatively, not the same thing. It just isn't. The magnitude is a lot different. And so just to be able to sit there and just you know, swallow the pride and be like, you know, to not rock the boat and just to make sure everyone's having a good time, um, I'm not going to say anything. And I think, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't, again, if you have problems, say it, speak your mind. But if it's really something that like you just like can live with and just a little, it's just like the little things, then I, just, just keep it to yourself. And Now, some people may call me a pushover for that, but like honestly, I've been doing it this long and I've been fine. So I'm yeah, just saying. And
2: there's a, there's a difference between between not speaking up just because something bothers you a little bit and being a pushover. Right. Like, oh, I don't, you know, maybe, maybe I walked in here and and, I, and it smelled like coffee and I was like, oh, I don't like the smell of coffee. That's not true. I love the smell of coffee. But if I walked in here and didn't like the smell of coffee and made a big deal about it just because it smells like coffee, that might be a little too far.
1: Right. Like everyone's, everyone's mood would be ruined and like it kind of would just distract from the conversation because like yeah. the negative vibe is there. Again, that's just, again, that's just one of those things. That's a judgment call you make in the moment. Yeah.
2: There are certain things that you can let go right. and, and it's, there's no
1: issue with having principles exactly. at the same time. See, and something that's like deeply personal, like I, I've, I've had a couple situations to where someone made a decision and excluded me and it like it hurt me. It hurt me really deeply because I care about that person so much, but I understood why they made the decision that they made. And despite the fact that it hurt me deeply, I didn't say anything, and I haven't showed anything to that fact because I know that I think it would cause more issues than it actually would solve more problems.
0: And I would just, the thing that comes to mind is just how, like, in real time, in real life, when you witness stuff like this, of, like, David not retaliating or whatever, everyone would have been, like, in agreement and they were in the story, all of David's men, like, bro, what are you doing? What are you doing? But it's that moment of when everyone is saying you should do this or you shouldn't do this is who are we going to be obedient to? And it's like having your audience of one, who are you going to be obedient to? And who are you going to follow? Are we going to follow the world, and and um, fall to the pressures of that, or are we going to follow what God's word says and love people who hate us? Because Jesus said that you know the servant isn't isn't ab- uh, above his master. They hated me; they will hate you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think. Persecution is a, is an interesting thing. There certainly is persecution in this day and time. It looks differently, obviously, a lot differently. Twenty first century America, mm. clearly, um, we are blessed to have the freedoms that we do, but it does have. It's different shapes and stuff. I mean, um, so I'm not going to discount that, uh, but there there are there. Uh, very set, um, different set of challenges. You
1: know what? When you recognize it, but you don't can't exactly explain it, like mm-hmm. in a physical, tangible way. Mm-hmm. Right. Continue. Was like, I well, I, I was, mean, just trying, to I was just trying to help. Them out I think before.
0: we're wrapping up, but, um, but I mean, you will, as a Christian, you will be known for what, especially on a college campus. You will be known for what you don't do, rather than what you do a lot of the times. I've had people come up to me in places I used to work and be like, oh, he doesn't do this or he doesn't talk like this or this or that. And it was encouraging to me, even though it was kind of odd to hear it. It was encouraging to me because here I am trying to live a life of integrity and be faithful in the workplace where no one else is. And then having someone say that, it was rather encouraging to me like, "Huh." people are noticing. Yeah. yeah. And, I've had those moments too. And mm-hmm. I don't know, but you, you hear that and it motivates you to keep going. It motivates you to remain faithful and to continue to have integrity and to be the same person in front of people and by yourself. Um, but, and it just shows, it just shows people Jesus and something beyond yourself. Um, but, it's it's hard to do that, but it really uh, tests us when people are just being ugly toward you and for no good reason, and you just wave it off. And I say wave it off not in the sense of just being a pushover and taking everything and being a doormat, but being like having that intentional, just very radical, and I use the term radical very positive in the sense of you know people say all kinds of mean and horrible things to you and then you see them the next day and you're like and you act like you know they're the nicest person yeah, in the it's world a new day. and you give it right back to them in a good way and then they're probably looking at you like what this doesn't make any sense and it's it's <laughs> it is that it's that countercultural um message of the gospel and the love of Christ that makes people go, huh, and do a double take and like, what are you doing, what you're doing? And that's why so many people didn't understand Jesus. Mm -hmm. He said, you know, if someone slaps you on the face, you give them the other side of your face to slap. Someone asks you to go one mile, you go the second. And it's, and we look at that and we go, What? That don't make no sense, well, you're correct, it doesn't, but
1: that's the point exactly it's like even at the times that it kind of does you're still like but there's so much unexplained as yes. to actually why, and again, like Ben said, that's like that's the point, yeah, and
0: to have this true selfless attitude and not this
1: oh my gosh,
0: this kind of martyr. Persona mm-hmm. of, oh, I'm taking all this. I'm taking all this persecution. That's not the point of it. And people build up their ego through stuff like that of, they oh, do. I'm just taking all this right. persecution and all this hate. Jesus didn't sit around and be like, y'all, I'm taking all this stuff. I'm taking all this stuff. You should pity me. No. He took all of it and took all of it and took all of it and then continued and then continued and then continued. And he literally bore his cross Mm -hmm. we are told to bear our own cross but he obviously did did the actual actual, one right yeah Yeah. that sets all this up so
1: honestly i could not explain that any better myself like (laughs) like word for word i was like i want to say that exact thing right here because i feel like that's like the true test of whether you're living christ-like or not Like that, if you are introspective enough or get to that point where you can be and like sit there and you're praying to go, am I doing what God wants me to be? I feel like a good start is recognizing if you're doing that, if you're bearing your own cross and despite the fact you're getting persecuted, you're continuing on anyway and serving people in a godlike way. That's a good start. That's, that's where God wants you to be. God needs you to be. But again, you could always go farther. For sure.
2: Well, guys, thank you for coming in this morning and having this discussion with me. It was a load of fun. Oh, yeah. Great way to start the day. Absolutely great way. Yes. So let's pray for the rest of our day. All right. Father God, thank you for letting us come here together and just talk about what it means to honor others and honor you. And pray that as we go through the rest of our days and through the rest of our time, God, that we we wouldn't just passively honor people. God, that we would look for ways that we can honor people and point it back to you. I pray that you'd be with us as we as we do that.
0: And it's in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Y'all have a great day. You too. Peace. Thank you.